Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week which is very, very exciting. I'm doing my nails at the moment because I am back into it. I went through a phase where I just stopped doing it and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get my nails done when I'm in London. Yeah, I forgot how much uh, London costs. I forgot how much nails cost. I am not paying 30 quid for something I could absolutely do myself. Also, I feel like because I do it myself, I'm quite picky with what I have done and I'm quite picky with how the person does it because like, I know what I like it to look like. Like I think, I think deep down, deep down I am a perfectionist, let's be honest. And I just, when someone else is doing it, I'm just watching them do it and I'm just like, mm, I don't like it, I don't like what they're doing. But I'm also, see this is a terrible combination because on top of being like a people... I'm like a perfectionist. I'm also a people pleaser. And so I don't like telling someone that I don't like how they've done it. That I would just not do that. I would rather go home and just take it off. Which is very silly because that's literally the service you're paying for is them to do your nails. But I would just rather not tell them. Guys, I'm not going to lie. That started off so well. And then I just suddenly realised that I cannot concentrate whilst painting my nails. Like it's just, I was speaking but not really speaking. And then also talking about how I needed to be a perfectionist. But then realising that it wasn't perfect. And it was just very, very stressful. So... I am back one hour later, nails are finished, and I, I'm kind of a fan. They've got, I've gone for like a blue swirl. I have this like go-to blue swirly pattern that I do whenever I'm not really sure what to do, and it always it always turns out well. So I, I feel like I'm just brain dead at this point. The girls are coming back to the house tonight, which is really exciting. It's been kind of good though, being on my own for that. Like, let me do a life update. I feel like so much has happened since I last spoke to you all. Oh my god, the train journey. So last time you spoke to me, I'm like, oh my god, gotta get ready quickly, we don't have that much time, <laughs> well, well, little did I know how little time I did have, so, we're driving to the train station, Louis calls me up, he's like, Bella, where are you, I'm always a little bit late, but I wasn't actually late this time, I was a bit on time, he calls me up, and he's like, where are you, I'm like, I'm on my way, round the corner, then he calls me again, and we're literally pulling up to the station, he's like, Bella, we have an issue, I think he's joking because me and Lou, like, you know, we always play a little, like, you always play a little joke, whether you're jo- like, oh, missed my train or oh, sorry, not coming. Like, oh, I'm like, ha, 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 funny, 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 funny. Calls me up and he says, we have a bit of an issue. The bus is gone. And I'm like, so funny, Louis. Haven't heard that one before. What a joker you are. And he's like, no, Bella, I'm being serious. Like, the bus has gone. The bus doesn't, has, the bus left at 20 past. And I was like, are you joking? He's like, no, like dead, like we've got to think what we're going to do. The bus is gone. And I was like, oh my God. So mum pulls over the car. Louis has to jump in. Bear in mind, I had packed all of my stuff. The car was so full. There was no room. Lottie was in the back because mum was going to go drop her off at this dog sitter's house for the weekend because it was New Year's Eve. And I was like, right, drive to Seema. So mum quickly gets us to Seema, which is the next town along. And we get there and there's loads of people waiting so we're like, yes, we've made it. We've made it for the bus to York because we had to get our connection because it was a train strike to go to London. Bear in mind, tickets to London that day were expensive. So it was not an option to buy another train ticket. I had to get my train at two. And so it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. We made it on time. We're waiting for 10 minutes. Bus still isn't here. Okay, not an issue. It's fine. Waiting 15 minutes the bus still isn't here and I'm like guys the bus the bus shouldn't be this late it doesn't take that long to get from Scarborough to Seema so after the bus has been after we've waited there for 20 minutes we call this help button which in hindsight we should have done at the very start 
we really should have done that at the start. That was really stupid. Never mind, never mind. And so we press the button and we're like, hi, where's the bus? The bus still hasn't come to pick us up. Bear in mind, there was no signs. All it said is it picked you up from Seema Station. And so we went to Seema Station. There was no signs or anything that told you it didn't actually go from there. And there was also, on our train tickets, it said it left at 22 and it actually left at 20 past. So everything got messed up by the train company. And so when we got there... Then we called them up and they were like, no, the tr- bus, doesn't train doesn't, bus doesn't go from here. The bus goes from the bus station just on top, like at the bridge. And I was like, how was I meant to know that? And they're like, sorry, I don't know, but you've missed it. It's gone. And I was like, what time does it get to the next stop? It got to the next stop, which was a half an hour drive away in 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, we've missed the train. We've missed the train to York. And then mum becomes a demon driver and manages to get us there. All within the safety limits, don't panic. Manages to get us there for the train. Like that that car journey, then we had to drive from Seema to York, which is a 40-minute journey, and we had 40 minutes until the train... No, we had 50 minutes until the train left. Bear in mind, it was New Year's Eve and there was traffic, and we were in the tiny Ago with Lottie in the back with all of my shit in the car and Louis stuff for New Year's Eve. I brought a rug with me. Let's just put that in perspective. This car was full and the Ago is tiny. And not very fast. So it was a very, very, like, we got out of the car, put the, like, I was carrying, Louis was carrying my suitcase. I had this other massive tote bag. I had my massive travelling rucksack, a bin bag with the rug in it, another tote bag. Louis had his bag. I just had to, like, hold it all up. We had to run up the stairs, run across the station, run across the station bridge, run down. And we just got to the train, just threw our stuff into the train. Like, we didn't, I didn't even check what, but we just didn't even check. We just threw our stuff on and we just stood there for a second. I was like, oh my God. And then the train door shut and then we get moved. And I was like, we literally caught this train by minutes. Like, by minutes. It was very, it was very, very stressful, to be honest. It was not. And then, and then to make matters worse, it starts raining when we're in, all in all, the journey to London was very stressful and I would not... I would not want to repeat that ever again, ever again. But positive note is we made it on time and I didn't have to go to Printworks alone, which would have been so depressing. Because also, Printworks was very expensive. It was incredible. It was brilliant. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we got back and I had cooked us dinner. It was delicious. Then we all got ready and had some drinks because it was me, Louis and my housemate Anna going. And like we were meeting some friends there. And it was just... New Year's for me, I, not gonna lie, maybe this is dramatic, never really had a good New Year's. New Year's feels like there's a lot of pressure for it to be a certain way and it never turns out that certain way and so I always get very like underwhelmed with it all and just feel very like shitty about it. Do you know, like I always feel underwhelmed and I always feel like it didn't live up to my expectations and then I get sad and then I'm just like well that was shit and then I feel sad about it and it's just a negative cycle whereas if it was just like a regular night out I wouldn't really feel like that I wouldn't put so much pressure on it but it's not so I do put pressure on it but anyway I think this new year's like I made sure I I made sure I had a nice outfit that I was like really liked that dress between me and you cost 13 pounds one three one three I was not a big spender, okay? Oh my God, my boots have also arrived. This is in the new things I've done this week, so I'm not going to mention about the boots, but the boots are the most incredible things that I have ever bought, and I think you should buy them too. They were really nice. But 
new print worked. It was just like, I made sure I had a nice outfit to wear that I felt really good in. I made sure that we went to an event that was going to be really fun, that I was going to have loads and loads of fun. Like, I loved the music, the people that I was going with. I just made it so it was my, like, a great night. And it was. It was so good. And, like, when the countdown went off, oh, everything, everything about it was perfect. Like, when, like, midnight struck, then they were playing, the, like, it was Nick Fanciolini, and me and Louis saw him in Bali. That's who we saw, and we went, you know, there's that picture of me in the black dress. And we're at that, like, we're in this famous bar, like, this club in Bali, where they have the floating, like, square thing. It's a really nice club. Anyway, we saw Nick Fanciolini there, and he was playing that this week. But it was kind of like a nice full circle moment, you know? It was so weird, like, seeing him again, but he was brilliant. And then after, like, midnight, then, like, Faithless dropped, and it's like the... And everyone, because obviously Faithless had just passed away and it was like so good. Like the song was so good. And then they just kept like, then it got into like more funk remixes and disco remixes. And it was everything about it was so great. Like then they, what was, I think at one point it was like, I want to dance. What was like, oh, I don't know, everything about it. Like, Whitney Houston was playing, Beyonce at one point. They were all, like, house remixes of it. And you know when everyone is just feeling really great and really happy and there's no drama? Because it was such, like, a happy event, there's no drama. It was so, it was so good. And so I just had a great New Year's. I had a great New Year's. I wouldn't have wanted to change anything about it. Came back, went to bed, woke up, felt, like, a little bit like shit, I can't lie. A little bit like shit, but... I tidied my room. My room is now beautiful. It is now... I mean, I know I said New Year, same me. I am a new woman now. My room has to stay a certain way. I... That rug, my rug, has changed the game. I've hung up all of my bags on my wall. I don't know if you're meant to put nails in, like, rentals, but I've done it now. Oh, well. I'll fix it when I have to move out. It's a long time away. That's an issue for future me. And it just... Now I'm keeping my room very tidy because I've realised last term, last term, um, we'll go into this in the topic of this week's podcast, but I had a bit of a dip, I cannot lie. I I feel like this is the topic of the podcast, so I don't really want to go into it. But anyway, carrying on with the rest of this week, I submit all of my assessments tomorrow and that means I'm done until Monday and then Monday we start again, which is so intense, but I'm glad that it's... I'm glad that like these assessments are coming to an end because I've been doing them for a month now and it's just like been very, very draining. So I'm very glad that they're over. So that's been a massive relief. Honestly, the biggest thing about having this ADHD diagnosis thing, I've got my test on Wednesday, which I'm a bit nervous about. I don't know why I'm nervous about it. I think I'm just nervous about it being a test. I'm scared. Like I had a kind of like, I did a practice one on my own today of just like, what am I going to say when they say to me? Because I sometimes get a bit like brain freeze. And I was just really emotional and I don't want to be really emotional in front of someone I don't really know, you know? I don't want to be embarrassing. Mm, I'm trying not to worry about it. It is happening anyway and I'm glad it's happening. But anyway, one of the like best things about it is now I get extra time and it's made me realise why I've been so fucking stressed for the past three years or past entire years of my life. Because having this extra time has meant that I've actually been able to finish things on time without having to pull all-nighters. Because I have the ADHD, ADHD, I couldn't get it done in time. I physically couldn't get it done in time. And I used to beat myself up. And I literally, I remember submitting one thing at like 4am the day it was due. And you know, things like that would make sense if you had put them off and put them off and put them off. Like, and you hadn't, you hadn't done it. 
I had spent three weeks on this piece of work and some people had finished it in five days and it had taken me three works and three weeks and still on the day of submission I didn't do it until 3am when it was due at nine you know it's not it's really really like debilitating in a way that you don't really realize I think I'm realizing it now it's the way that I process things I had an exam on Wednesday and one of the questions I just read it and I was like it's it doesn't make sense. It's wrong. It doesn't make sense. And it took me ages to finishing the entire exam to then realising what the question was asking. And I was like, oh my God, no, it, it is a right question. It wasn't even a hard question, but it just takes my brain longer to process things. And so, or it pro like, it just takes a bit of time for it to sink in. And so that was a massive, massive relief because having that extra time actually meant that I got to finish my exam. Like, it's not like a extra time to go and double check everything like things like that no it literally meant I got to finish it wasn't like a it was so so helpful I'm just I'm just glad I'm getting it sorted so this is your sign if you think you might have something if you think you also might have ADHD go and get tested because you never realize how much it's going to help you out in the long run like I wish I'd done this sooner I, to be fair I didn't know about it um I think I've just been hiding it for so long I didn't even know about it but I was speaking to my mum about different things about like the way that I process things and she was just like it now makes so much more sense and I was like oh my god it really does like the way in exam season I get so stressed stressed to a whole the level of stressed like so anxious so overwhelmed like I do not feel like I have enough physical time in the day to do it all and now I'm realising, well, that's because I didn't have enough physical time in the day because I was on the same timeline as everyone else and I couldn't do it in the same amount of time. And that was making me so anxious. So that's been that's been a good little revelation. But anyway, onto the topic of this week's podcast. Which, podcast? Podcast. Oh my God, guys, I'm so tired. On to the topic of this week's podcast, which is burnout. So this week's episode, we are going to be talking about burnout, specifically because I am burnt out. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know if I am or I aren't. But anyway, I think burnout is something that needs to be discussed and you need to be aware of because it's something that can be massively detrimental to your health. So burnout, if you're not aware, is a constant state of physical and mental exhaustion. You can be tired all the time. You can be feeling really emotional. You can be feeling quite detached from everything. And it's just when you have pushed yourself too hard. Quite normally, this is associated with like work, but often this can be school, education, or it can be in your home life too if you have other things going on. But it just when everything just gets a bit too much and you kind of reach like ground zero on energy levels, you have nothing left to give. And I mentioned in the introduction to this week's podcast about how before Christmas time, I I just wasn't in the best headspace in terms of like being, I was getting shit done, I was doing things, I was doing the videos, I was doing the podcast, I was getting my work done, I was being productive, but like my headspace was just like, get through it, not enjoy creating it, or enjoy this moment, or enjoy relaxing, or like, it was very much like a, we need to get through this because it will be over. It will be over soon. Like, just get through it. And I started to realise that, like, the food that I was eating wasn't, like, I stopped putting effort into meals. And I know for me that's kind of like a sign when I can't be bothered to cook anymore. I can't be bothered to, like, cook, like, or put effort into my food. Like, it doesn't have to be something incredible. It could just be an omelette. But I wasn't even being bothered to do that. Like, I was like, what can I just cook from the freezer? I just can't be bothered to cook anymore. And little things like working out and everything, I would just wake up and be so tired. Also, I would start working from bed. And this is my telltale sign that I'm not doing great, is when I start working from my bed for, like, 
like when you first wake up in the morning that's fine to work in your bed you know it's early early days but like I normally get dressed by like 10 and I'm at my desk for 10 like I just move to there it's just like whilst it's early I like separating jobs around my room and so I'll work do one job in bed do one like the rest of my desk no no this was full days in bed this was I am not leaving and I think also it's got a lot warmer now, so that's less fucking free. It was freezing in the house before Christmas, like really, really cold. And so that didn't make me want to get out of bed. And I was just a bit miserable. I was so tired and I was so just like overwhelmed with everything. And I think it just got, it just got a bit much. And when I went home, I started to realise that I hadn't really... I feel like I probably am focusing on the negatives. Like it really, it was still a very good term and like, I wasn't that bad. I can make an ally. It was horrific. I was actually still good and I was cooking and everything, but like, I just lost the enthusiasm with everything. I think that's the thing. Everything was still good. I just lost the enthusiasm I had for a lot of things. And I think that was a shame. And so I've come back and I'm renewed and I am ready to like, take this new mindset forward. But the issue is I haven't had a break and I won't have a break now until... February if that if February I'll have like a couple of days break I won't have a break till April being realistic like honestly that's when I'll have a break and I need to make sure that I don't get super burnt out and overwhelmed because otherwise I'm not going to thrive on this course and I want to enjoy my time in London it's so important it's going past so fast that I really want to enjoy it and so that's why today we are talking about burnout because I've done an episode on burnout I did it last July we're coming up to its year anniversary and a lot's happened and a lot has changed since and I am a lot more stressed than I was in January. I think it's slightly ironic me doing an episode on burnout when I was literally doing fuck all. I wasn't. I was still working like 35, 40 hours a week but it was just a different type of work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like you can compare the two but yeah this is why I think this episode is important because I don't have a lot like a lot of time coming up it's going to get busier and busier and busier and I just need to make sure that my head today stays okay and so I thought going into the new year this is something this is something that we need to chat about so that we all have some things in place that we think can help us through this period and I think the thing with burnout is as well it doesn't just affect it doesn't just affect your work it starts to seep into relationships and like friendships and because your effort levels just get so low you just start to get to the point where it's just like this is I just I just don't have any I don't have any energy left to give to anyone and so the thought of like hanging out with everyone or the thought of doing loads of social activities you start to like kind of like cocoon yourself because you're feeling so overwhelmed with everything and by doing so you kind of isolate yourself and just has a knock-on 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 effect which puts you in a worse position than before and this is why I think we need to make sure that we're putting ourselves in good positions now going into the new year. Also I think it's important to talk about because maintaining that kind of self-love and loving yourself in times of stress is something that I don't think we talk about a lot. So as I said, at the beginning of kind of like the Christmas period, I started to feel really burnt out with everything. I just had so many deadlines and assignments and meeting new people and seeing my family and Christmas events and people coming to stay. And it was just like, I was starting to feel really, really overwhelmed. And I could tell like over the Christmas period, I've just been like waking up and working and waking up and working and waking up and working. And there hasn't been a day I haven't studied. Like there hasn't been a single day where I haven't done any type, oh wait, Christmas Day. I didn't do anything on Christmas Day. I did something on Boxing Day. I did something on Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve as well because of the train situation. Okay, three days. There's been, no, two days over an entire month that I haven't done any work. And that was like, Louis had to convince me not to do it on Christmas Day. He was like, Bella, that's really sad. You can't work on Christmas Day. And I was like, "Mm, okay, yeah, fair enough. And I think this is the thing that 
when you are feeling burnt out, it seems like there can be no end goal with the burnout because it almost like you can't... It's a really tricky thing with burnout, I think, because everyone just says, like, oh, just calm down, like, oh, just take some time off, you just need a bit of a break. But when you're burnt out, it's normally meaning that you're burnt out because you cannot have a break. I couldn't have a break because my assignment deadlines are due, literally they're due on Monday. I couldn't have a break. Break wasn't an option. And so I had to carry on working at the speed that I was working. And I think this can be the really tricky thing when you're trying to explain to people why you're feeling burnt out. It's that when people try to help you, when people try and solve the issue, there is no solving it unless they can take it away. Like, being honest with you all... Because, you know, I just, we're very honest here. Um, when I had my exam on Wednesday, I was crying on Tuesday night, literally being like, like I had a bit of a thing on Tuesday. Where I was like, genuinely, I don't think I can do this course. I don't think this course is for me. I, I've tried it. I've tried really hard, but I just don't think it's for me anymore. I can't do this anymore. And... I thought about quitting, like very strongly thought about quitting. I was like, well, weighing it up, I was like, well, should I just quit? Like, is this worth it? Is this level of stress worth it? Is this level of emotional, like, turmoil worth it? Because I am not very happy right now. I'm really not. I've never felt so much stress. I've never felt so much anxiety. I've never felt so overwhelmed with absolutely everything. And it's not just me. So many of my course mates feel the exact same because they've, long story short, They've changed the way that they do the assessments and beforehand you would have had your Christmas break. Now we have assessments at the end of Christmas, which is better because there's not a massive set of exams in March, but it means you don't have any time off. And that can be really, really like, you need that time off. You need that time away, which is why I think burnout's so hard to kind of cope with because it coincides with high periods of stress, periods where there's a lot going on and you can't, you can't turn off. I can't turn off. I can't just be like, oh, not going to write my assignment today, not going to happen. And that's why I think the first step, if is, is ugh, the first step, if you are feeling burnt out, is finding what are your signs that indicate that you're not thriving. Like, what are your blinker indicator lights that tell yourself you're not doing okay? Mine, and I know this, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, and I know this is mine, and I ignore it every single time. Mine is working from bed past 10 not wanting to get out of bed and get a shower and get ready like not wanting to get dressed but just being like totally unbothered other thing becoming a social recluse literally being like I can't meet up with anyone I'm too tired that I just don't I'm just too exhausted with everything so not doing not meeting up with anyone ever like feeling like I have absolutely zero energy for everything and anything and just having like no motivation to do things that I know are good for me like working out eating well, um, all of these different types of things that I know are important to making me feel good, I don't do, and I know as soon as I stop doing one, then the other one falls, follow, like, quickly follows around, and I mean, it is important to have a bit of time, like, I'm not, I had time off around Christmas, because it was Christmas, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not beating myself up about it, if anything, I'm just like, you got through it, well done, that's okay, sometimes you just have to have the mindset of, like, I'm gonna get through this period, but now, It's the new year, I'm feeling newly refreshed about everything and I kind of want to put myself in a better position because I've been noticing, because I've been so burnt out, I've started to develop habits that aren't putting me in the best possible position. For example, snoozing my alarm. I have been snoozing my alarm for like half an hour, 40 minutes. 
like a long snooze. We're not talking an extra five minutes, we're talking a long snooze. And that's an, like, all of these different types of things are filtering in with burnout. Snoozing your alarm, you're not having enough time to sleep. It's a stressful experience. Sleep, you don't want to wake up when you wake up. You're not getting enough because I'm not going to bed early enough. So now, starting today, this is actually happening. I'm going to be going to bed earlier. I'm not going to be drinking as much. I'm still going to go out, going out next weekend, but I'm not going to be doing it as much. I'm going to be going to bed at like a good time. I want to be asleep today by like half ten. 11 probably it'll end up being 11 but I want to be like in bed for eight that's in 40 minutes I still need to have dinner but you know I want to be in bed at a good time and I think this is the thing with burnout it's recognizing that you are feeling burnout whilst you're midway through something where you can't just give yourself a holiday or just have a bit of time off means implementing things into your life that are going to make this burnout less like like you almost have to just dig really deep because right now I am exhausted and I'm tired. And I just want to, I just want a break, <laughs> to be honest. I just want a bit of time off, but that can't happen. So I've just got to dig deep and put myself in a better position by going to bed earlier, by working out again, by eating better food, nutritional food, focusing on like nutrient dense, nutritious, nutrient, nutrient, nutritious, nutritious meals. That's all I'm trying to say. Focusing on nutritious meals, getting enough sleep, and like getting enough like exercise or movement those are my three goals of every single day and journaling of course but and reading these are like my five things I need to do every single day to put me in a better headspace and I've almost just had to dig really deep in that and realize that right now I'm not feeling my best and even though I don't want to do any of these things I have to dig deep and make myself do them because I don't have time to do the typical burnout like fixes normally everyone just says just have a break take some time off, you need to you need to relax, I don't have time to relax at the moment, there is no time, and so it's taking these small moments of time back in the day, it's making the day more my own than all of these jobs that I have to do, and I think that's really important, especially if you're going to go to university, or you're like in a job or something, you can't take time off whenever you want to, like to be honest, that idea of like just take time, like the whole I don't know when, because quite often you're like this is literally it. The burnout is associated with a very with like a period of high stress, which normally means it's really difficult to take time off. And so I think implementing tiny things into your day that give you that tiny little break that you need is really important. So recently I've been stay, I've like been waking up earlier. Not a lot earlier, I've been like easing myself into it, but just having an hour before I start work, which is just for me. I do a little like workout. I've started skipping because running outside is scary at where I live, so I'm not doing that. I've started skipping. I've started like doing Pilates again, reading, journaling, just having that hour in the morning just to clear my head a bit. And I think this is the biggest piece of advice I can give you if you are suffering with burnout, but you don't have the opportunity just to take a break from it all because so often we don't like burnout high stress period of life you don't you can't just say up see you later well you can and if you can then you should but if you can't and you're like me and like these deadlines aren't going anywhere we need to start implementing tiny like pockets of calmness and stillness in our day and so start thinking pick three things that you think you want to implement every single day that you know make you calmer Plan to go to bed an hour earlier than you need to and wake up an hour earlier than you need to. Give yourself that hour before, like, so the way that I think about it is, is if you want to wake up, I need to wake up in order to get to uni for 7.30. Like, I could do a workout at half seven and get to uni on time, like I have to leave the house at quarter to eight. So if I wait, 
quarter to nine, not 15 minutes. I give myself an hour and 15 minutes to just do get ready. I need to wake up at half past six to give myself enough time in the morning to feel like I've had a calm, relaxed morning where I've given myself that time. What time do I need to go to bed to be waking up at half six? I need to go to bed at half ten. I want an hour in bed before I actually go to bed just to like relax and wind down because otherwise I start scrolling at like 10 and that cuts into the sleep time. Therefore, I need to be in bed at half nine. Giving yourself these boundary periods, like an hour when you wake up and an hour when you go to bed, really, really have helped me kind of process the entire day, process what's going on, feeling on top of everything, being able to do little admin jobs that I've been mean. No, I take that back. This time isn't for admin jobs. That's something I need to stop as well doing admin jobs late at night or early in the morning early in the morning is less bad but just before you go to sleep is bad and so this is the thing I think you've really got to focus on taking time in the day I love doing an hour before I wait like waking up an hour earlier and getting into bed an hour earlier and just giving yourself that time then just to actually relax it's been so beneficial and I can't like I'm excited to start doing it over the next few days because the way I'm doing at the moment just I'm just not thriving and it's not it's not good. It's not good. I think also when you are feeling burnt out, on top of going to bed an, uh, an hour earlier and waking up an hour earlier, you need to focus on things that are going to make you feel recharged. Because if you think about yourself as like a little battery, all of your energy is gone, like you're a little seed and all your energy is gone, you need to give yourself some food. And so you need to treat yourself like a little plant or a battery or whatever you like to think about it as, but you need to start looking after yourself, which means less screen time, less scrolling, more time outside, go for a walk, more reading, more journaling. I'm not saying less. I think some the issue with scrolling is that it's mindless and it wastes so much time and your brain feels frazzled by the end of it because it's had to take in so much information. And so by even just watching something, I'm not saying you have to come off Netflix or rent. If that's your way to relax, then that's fine. Like watching YouTube even, but watching more long form content, watching something for 40 minutes rather than 15 seconds is less frazzling on your brain. It's going to help with that burnout type feeling. Cooking good food, nutritious food that you enjoy, that makes you happy, will massively benefit you. I'm going to do I'm going to do a podcast on the gut microbiota. So I did a degree in medical microbiology and a large like a chunk of it was we got to learn about like the gut microbiota and how so that's the organisms that are in your stomach and how that implicates who you are, how that implicates mental health and how that implicates physical health, your immune system. And it's abs- it's crazy. And I listened to a podcast today, The Diary of a CEO, and he had on a doctor who had specialised in the gut microbiome. And it was a really, really interesting episode. And I, I find the gut microbiome such an interesting area of research because like at one period of time, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is my future. Because it's such like a, this thing in your stomach controls every part of you every part of your brain not every part of your brain that's dramatic but it has a massive impact on who you are as a person how you're feeling your emotions and that's why what you eat is so incredibly important not just for like nutrition to like make you grow strong and be healthy your mind as well mind like massively your mind and so the way that I'm now focusing on nutrition is because I think I got a bit lazy with my meals and that's also not good. That makes you feel sluggish as well. I want to put myself in the best possible position and you need to do this as well if you are feeling burnt out. It's making yourself eat food that makes you feel really good about yourself and makes you feel like it's just like nutritiously dense. I'm not focusing on calories and all that shit. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just thinking about food to me that is like nutritionally dense. Almost treating food like a little game, like rest, like how many like nutritious points can I get in this? 
I don't know, maybe that's silly, but I think, yeah, that's another thing that I would massively, massively recommend. And finally, sleeping. Sleeping for eight hours a night. That's what you need to be doing. You know you need to be doing it. Start doing it. This is it. And I think all of this kind of links quite nicely with the idea that in order to... So when you're in a stressful situation, it's really easy to beat yourself up for doing these different things, for having less effort, for having less energy, for having less time for different things, for feeling so overwhelmed with everything, for not wanting to hang out and everything. But it's times like this when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're at your most burnt out, that you need to be the kindest, most nicest version of yourself. You need to be loving yourself and looking after yourself so deeply that you don't feel that shame anymore. Because a lot of the reason you're beating yourself up about burnout is because you're ashamed that you weren't able to cope with everything. You're ashamed that you couldn't you couldn't cope as well as you think you should be able to cope. But you need to realise that there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing that you've done wrong. There's nothing wrong with finding things too hard. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think this is the thing is when you're, by doing these like steps of implementing good things into your life by eating a nutritious meal by getting movement into your day by sleeping by having that hour before you wake up like hour before you're meant to be awake an hour before you're meant to be asleep in bed doing something that's kind of giving yourself that time that's showing yourself love because you're looking after yourself you've got to start sometimes you've got to treat yourself like a child you've got to do do things and implement things into your life that you don't really want to do but you know you should do Often, like, when I'm going to bed, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want that. But I need to start doing it because it's going to put me in the best possible position for the future. And that's what I need to be focusing on. I think this is the thing. Loving yourself when you're finding everything hard and accepting that, like, you struggling is not a failure can be really fucking difficult. Because it's in these moments that you see your cracks and you think you're crumbling and it's just like, should I just give up? I don't want to do this anymore. But it's then that you need to start realising that you need to show yourself some extra care. You need to realise how proud you should be of yourself because you're managing to get through it. And I think this has been like a another very big learning month for me. A month where I am exhausted but I've done it and I'm proud of myself for doing it. And every time you do something, every time you go through something, you just realise how much more you can cope with than you thought you could. How much further you can push yourself, how much like stronger you are than you think. And I think that's important. So yeah, sorry, it's been a bit of a been a bit of a long episode, but I think burnout's important to be able to recognise in yourself because by recognising it in yourself, you can kind of, you identify the warning signals because before it comes too late. You can start implementing these changes into your life before before it's too late and you really are struggling because I've been really struggling and it's been really hard and it's been very draining and like wouldn't recommend. So wake up an hour earlier, give yourself that time in the morning, give yourself that time in the evening then to process the day. You're going to set yourself up right, you're going to wind down correctly, okay? All of these things are important. Less screen time, more outside walks, more reading, more writing, more things that connect you to you because the reason you're feeling burnt, well the reason I feel burnout is because I just feel disconnected from myself. I feel like I can't cope with it anymore because I feel like everything else is overruling my life and these things have massively helped me reconnect with who I am and try and find that sense of control again. But anyway, on to your questions for this week's episode. Okay, so on to the question part of this week's podcast. I always love the question part. I feel like it's so interesting to see what everyone, see what everyone's asking about. Okay, first question. How do you navigate self-love and not seeing yourself as only a progress project or improvement project, just as a person living and experiencing experiences? I don't know, it's hard to be sometimes, I don't know, it's hard to be sometimes, what? I don't know. It's hard to sometimes be happy with myself when I'm not striving towards a goal or doing self-improvement. 
I massively struggle with this, like massively struggle with this. And I think it's taking that detachment away. Like, how do you navigate self-love and not only seeing yourself as a progress project? I think it's like, like, I think it took me falling in love with like the core of who I am as like, as cringe as that sounds, like, like realizing who I am at my very core realizing who I am in times of stress and loving myself in those times of like stress and hardship and kind of turning like self like in turning like self-love and self-growth and all of these types of things into like fun ways to find new things about myself or things that I need to do to understand myself better because I'm struggling like I more see them as tools to get to know myself and know more about myself than things that I have to do to make myself better because I am a project like I think the needing to improve yourself as if you're a project that can come from when you're thinking quite a lot about like other people's opinions of you and you're trying to improve yourself for other people whereas when you're just trying to when you have an issue with yourself and you're trying to improve it for yourself I think there becomes a lot less pressure with that because it's a learning experience you're learning about yourself you don't have to tell anyone else what you've learned it's solely just for you and so I think that I think that helps me navigate it is because whatever self-love or self-growth that I'm trying to do, I try and focus it on something that's going to benefit me. And I know at the core of myself, I love who I am. And that's, I'm not trying to change, like the core of myself is good. And I know the core of myself is good. And I just see these things that I do, like I see journaling and I see reading and I see, I see it as just looking after that core of me. I think the best way you can see it is, you know that thing with Kendall Jenner where it's like put that, um, put the picture, the baby picture of yourself on your wall and every day when you wake up, when you think of something mean, think of who you're being mean to and think of that little kid version of yourself. Think about the same, but think about it in terms of self-growth and self-love and you're not, you're not trying to like, they're not a project you're just trying to get your way back to them. You're trying to find out more about them. They're like tools of uncovery. They're tools of discovery, sorry, rather than things you have to do. I think that was it. I took the pressure out. And for a while, this pressure was like intense. I would have to do things. Whereas now, if I can't be bothered to do something, it's not the end of the world. I'll still know myself tomorrow. There's more time that I can work on self-growth. I think that's the thing. You've just got to take the pressure out and realise that it's a tool for kind of discovering more about yourself rather than something you have to do, something you have to submit to someone, something where there's so much pressure involved with it. And I think that helps take kind of the pressure out of seeing yourself as a project because you're discovering things at a rate that you don't really even know. The main goal isn't... I think that's the thing also realising that there's not this goal person that you're going to meet at the end. There's not this ideal version of yourself. You're never going to get there because that ideal version is constantly changing. The goalposts of like self-growth are constantly moving as you find out more about yourself. So I think that's important to kind of be aware of as well. And I think being aware of that has taken this need to see myself as a project to complete out of the way because I've realised that I'm never going to complete myself as a project. I'm never going to be a finished book. It's just tools of discovery to find out more about myself. How to stay healthy and enjoy it. I think switching your mind. So the way that I have, and this has been a big thing for me in the past few days because I've realised that I've started to like gain some unhealthy habits and I've been feeling really like shitty and a bit sluggish and just want to, I want to feel refreshed again. And so the way that I'm starting to stay healthy and enjoy it is like seeing it like a fun little game really. Like seeing yourself like a little plant. 
you'd give your plant like plant food and water you'd give your plant like sunlight plants you'd give your plants sunlight you'd give them movement if they needed to move you'd drink water when you first wake up i think it's seeing yourself as something that deserves to be looked after and that's kind of like how you stay healthy you're not doing it i don't i don't do things to look a certain way i don't do things to be a certain size i don't weigh myself i literally haven't weighed myself maybe two or three years at this point i don't do it for a goal weight I do it because I want to look after myself. And I think, again, it like brings it back to that picture of the little you. You need to look after them. You need to look after them. And I think being healthy puts you in the best possible position for looking after them. And I think that's what stays motivating because it's hard to be motivated. Like, I don't want... I'm not bothered about, like, the numbers on a scale or something like that. I'm not... That's not it for me. Um, nothing against it. If it is for you, that's just for me. That doesn't work. Um, and so I think by focusing kind of this healthiness on making myself healthy enough for her, making my body healthy because it makes me feel good, that's how you stay motivated with it because the, like, the proof's in the pudding. You feel good, so you want to carry on being healthy. I think that's that's been a big thing for me. What is the best advice you could give to your past self? The best piece of advice I would give to my past self is that Everything works out. Everything works out. And I think there's been this lucky girl syndrome, hasn't there, like surfacing on TikTok a lot at the moment of the idea that every time you start saying, like, you're lucky, everything works out for me. And I realise that this has been a thing that's been constant in my life for the past, like, four, three or four years, is that I have repeatedly said everything works out for me. Everything works out for me. Not in like a big headed, like gloating type way, but just like everything will work out if it's not meant to be. And this is like a solid belief that I have is that everything will work out. If something fails and it wasn't meant to be, and that is protecting me from something else, that career path wasn't meant for me. That degree wasn't meant for me. Everything works out. And that's kind of like been reinforced over and over and over and over again because things haven't worked out and they've opened other doors that I wouldn't have even thought of. And so. I think this is the biggest piece of advice I would give to my younger self is stop worrying so much about the future. Everything works out. You're going to be okay. Regardless of what you think right now, it will all be okay. Nothing is as bad as you think it is. Nothing is ever as dramatic as you think it is. And you're going to save yourself a lot of stress if you start realising that. What to do when you usually have a fun time with your friends but you don't share the same values? Hmm. Depends what the differences in values are. Um... I think yeah the different the different type of values like it could it could be a make or break or it could be something that isn't that massive it could be like I don't know your values are you they aren't too bothered about like health and fitness or you're really into health and fitness I'm thinking like that wouldn't really be a make or break type value that would just be a you just like find some common ground that you both like to do and enjoy I think when you get older you start to realize that friends that you've had for a long long time you're going to grow apart from them because you're going to learn more about yourself and you're going to they're going to learn more about themselves and just because you've known each other for a while doesn't mean that you should always stay in each other's lives you can be in periods of lives for chapters and just because you're kind of growing away from them and finding people that are more similar to you doesn't mean that you've lost them as a friend it just means you're finding people that are more similar to you I think the values question is hard and I think in your heart, like in your gut, you know what to do. You know whether being friends with them is like going against everything you believe in and you're finding it really hard to be around. Because if being around people that are against everything you be, it can break you down. It can be, can feel very wrong because it feels like you're lying to yourself and that's one of the worst things that you can do. 
And so I think you just got to stay like true to yourself, true to your own beliefs, true to your own values. And if that means spending less time with people who don't agree with your values, then that's okay. But as long as your values are good, I don't, I, that's the other thing. What if your values were horrific? I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky one because it very much depends on the type of values you have. But as long as they are good values, then I would say if you need to distance yourself from people who don't share the same values as you, then that's okay, you know? Last question because I'm flagging. I'm so tired. Last year of uni, high school slash uni, how to make the most of it and have no regrets at the end. Realising that this again comes back to it. It's not as bad as you think it is. stop... <coughs> I think I'm getting ill. I, this is the other thing, though. I'm not getting ill. I keep reinforcing this idea that I'm getting ill. On every single podcast for the past month, I've been like, I'm getting ill. No, I'm not. I'm just tired. And I've been talking for an hour. So my voice sounds weird. But I'm not getting ill. I need to stop being this like, little negative voice inside my head. But anyway, last year of high school, uni, how to make the most of it and have no regrets at the end. Stop sweating the small stuff. It's not as big as you think it's going to be. Nothing matters as much as you think it does. Stop wasting your time worrying about the tiny, tiny, tiny little things. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I don't really remember that much from the last year of high school, being honest. I don't remember that much from it. It's got, like, it's not going to be that major in your life. So just enjoy it, okay? It's cringe. Just enjoy it. What's the worst? Don't, like, if you have little dramas and stuff, just don't don't worry about it. And I think that's how you're going to have no regrets is because if you take everything in your stride, if you just say yes to everything, and not everything, everything within reason, everything that you want to do, if there's something that you want to do and someone offers it to you, then say yes, just do it. Because being in high school is a freeing experience because you are not close. I know you think you're close to the real world. I know you think you are you're not. You're not close to the real world. You have so many other hurdles to jump over. And whilst you are in that kind of like adult, but still removed from reality state, take advantage of it. You have no real life stresses at the moment. I know you think A-levels are stressful. I promise you. They are, but they're also, you're going to get through it. You'll be okay. You're going to get through it. It's going to come. It's going to happen. You're going to get through it and you're going to do okay. You're going to do great. And I think this is the thing. I just stop sweating the small stuff. Take it all in because right now, you're not, you're not, like, oh, I just wish I could enjoy that a bit more. I was so stressed about the future that I didn't really realise how far away from the future I was. Literally, what I am doing now is nothing what I wanted to do when I was in high school. I wanted to be a paediatrician. I wanted to be a doctor. Like, I couldn't be further away. I mean, I guess I'm still in science, but, like, I couldn't be further away from that. And so, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. It's going to be okay, I promise. So finally, onto the new things that I've done this week. The new things I've done this week, my boots from Vagabond arrived. Oh my God. The nicest boots I've ever got in my entire life. £100 reduced from 180 I'm sorry, I'm a bargain queen. They're beautiful and I love them and I think you should all go buy them. I've also started doing the magic. So I told myself I'd started last week. I haven't started it last week. I have started it this would today though I have started it today so we're going to try and carry on with that and I'm also as I said in this week's episode waking up an hour earlier and going to bed an hour earlier trying to get on top of things and doing trying to reframe my mindset a bit because I feel like I've been flopping a little bit recently like just be like so that's that's annoying also I've had major ideas for you've got mail oh it's just going to be incredible I have so many things I want to do but like I just need I just need the right people to get in touch with me, you know? I need the right connections, but 
Maybe merch. I'm definitely thinking stickers are on their way. I just need to get through this exam period. Maybe I'll work on it on Sunday. Who knows? But I need to go because I am start. Oh, also new things I started doing. Skipping every day. Pilates. I'm going to become a new woman by the end of this month because I feel very sluggish at the moment. and I don't want to feel sluggish anymore. And so I'm putting extra effort into not feeling sluggish, eating nutritious food, like not restricting myself. Obviously, like that's not me. We all know that's not me. But like, you know, feeling good about myself. Anyway, if you do not subscribe to the podcast or have given it a little rate or review, please can you because it helps so many more people find me and just massively helps you've got mail as a whole and it literally takes one press of a button I mean hopefully you'd listen anyway and it would just really help me out because I'm so close to 100 reviews and I would really really like it to be honest but yeah I hope you are having a lovely week I hope you've planned something nice this weekend by the time you're listening to this it is Sunday and I would have slept feel refreshed for my first week back at uni which is slightly stressful, but we're not stressing about it. But there's some really exciting episodes coming up. I asked you guys what topics you wanted covering, and I really liked what you had to suggest, people. We're going to have an episode on, like, health, fitness, and diet. Like, we're going to talk about that, because that's a important topic gonna give you some advice for like going to uni and picking different uni things and there was another topic and I can't remember it now but if there is anything that you want make sure that you check out on my stories for like little question boxes for podcast ideas that you have oh also friendship and toxic friendships I think we're gonna chat about because I haven't done a friendship episode or relationship episode in a very long time and I think it's about time that we had one so yeah I hope you're all having a lovely weekend thank you for listening remember I I'm running, oh my god, I forgot to mention this, I'm running the half marathon, and if you're able to donate to my charitable Just Giving page, it would massively mean a lot to me, and I would really appreciate it, please and thank you, and please make sure that you follow me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod, and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod. I hope you're having a lovely weekend, and I can't wait to speak to you soon, love you, bye!